The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. Hello and welcome to episode 78 of the Mighty Whites podcast. We've had a little bit of a gap after doing so many last season. Uh, season incident, uh, just because I like mentioning it, where we went up as fucking champions. Uh, I'm Jack, as always, John back here, see? Hello. How are you doing, mate? Oh, pretty good. So it's, it's been nice just relaxing these these last couple of weeks now. There's football going on and, and, and I don't really care about it. Yeah, uh, actually, we'll, we'll start with that. I'm assuming you watched the playoff final. Uh, yeah, I watched the playoff final and could probably reel off a list of things that I could have spent my time doing that would have been more interesting. But Yeah, it yeah, wasn't but, much of a game, was it? No. But then again, playoff finals never are. There's too much at stake. So no one dares to attack. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Fulham... So... Uh, I think your mic might have a bit... I think your mic might have gone a bit funny there, mate. We'll leave it in, but fuck it. Oh, okay. Uh, you were saying you think Fulham, and then it went silent. Ah, um, yeah, I think I think Fulham did a good job just neutralising Brentford's midfield, and as such, the BMW never got off the drive. Yeah, no, they couldn't really get the forward line into play. I know Ben Ram had a few shots that went over, but it was more that um, the main thing I noticed was it was, I think the stat came up like 75th minute or something. And Mateusz Jensen, who was like their best passer at ball in middle of midfield, he'd only completed about 30 passes or something. Yeah. And he'd normally be way more than double that. So that showed the midfield. As it, over the course of the season, Brentford deserved to go up and they can feel a bit unlucky. But on the day, Fulham looked better side. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that was probably the, the deserved result on the day. Yeah. And that, hopefully, will be about the last time we ever talk about the championship ever again. Yeah. <laughs> if all goes to plan. Right, I'm going to start with basically the most important thing today. Uh, Phil Hayes done a mailbag. Uh, first question, as you'd expect, when do you expect Marcelo Bielsa to sign? Let's get down to brass tacks with this one because it's evidently the burning issue for everyone. My understanding is that Leeds and Bielsa have essentially agreed on the terms of an extension for next season. Unless something goes wrong over the weekend, the contract should be finalised and put in place before the players resume training on Wednesday. Uh, the length of time shouldn't be a surprise. All of his previous contract negotiations have been like this. You know, the contract, the contract was nothing, but everything else takes a while. Uh, Leeds are confident, Bielsa's camp are confident, they can't afford it to fail and they know that. So it sounds pretty much done. Yeah, by, by the sounds of things, it, it's been similar to when we first approached him and as much as the, the club have just been saying, here, here, can you just sign this? And Bielsa's like, yeah, but what yeah, about his here's, here's why we need Ben Rama. Um, so yeah, it'll be, be nice, it'll be It'll be a it'll be a relief, you know. I'm I'm fully confident that he will be signing a new deal, but it it would just be nice just to have that that weight off your shoulders. Yeah, I've been confident about it the whole time because I can't really think 
if it was someone else who had done what he's done, then I would be. Then there might be a worry because I'd like, yeah, but some massive club is going to want him. But with Bielsa, you just don't think he's going to do that. Yeah, it's not Bielsa's style to to you know jump to jump at the chance of a oh look yeah. at this job. I mean, Juve have just sacked Maurizio Sarri about fifteen minutes ago. Because they got knocked out of Champions League last night. Uh, And if it was another one who was as great as Bielsa, I mean, personal opinion, I don't think there is anyone. But if there was, you might then be a little voice in the back of your head going, if they offered him it, he might go. But I don't think, but you'd think, nah, he won't. Yeah. But yeah, that 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 is the main thing, because we've got a lot of transfer rumours that we need to talk about. Some of them we'll talk about in detail. Some of them we won't be talking about much at all. Yeah, uh, but that's the main thing. Like, I haven't been able to get excited about a single transfer rumor, just because until Bielsa is signed up, that's all I'm worried about. Yeah, uh, there is one thing that I saw earlier um, on on Twitter, and I can't remember whose update it was, but I think it probably was coming from the Athletic. It's probably from the same mailbag. I just haven't seen it yet. Uh, basically, apparently, Bielsa only wants one centre-back, despite the injury to Berardi. Yes, and, and preferably that would be Ben White. And preferably that would be Ben White, yeah. Uh, Brighton did sign another cent- another defender yesterday. They're really stocking up on them, aren't they? Yeah, having had Tony Bloom just say that they have too many centre-backs. I think we've signed two more since then. So I think that as much as they're saying we're not selling him, I think they know he's going. It's just a matter of where. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, as an aside, 15 minutes ago, Bournemouth have confirmed Jason Tindall as their new manager. Who was like, so it's like an internal appointment. Oh, that always goes well. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they're a championship side, so I don't care. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I again, I know we said this last season and we were proved massively wrong. But that was when we had three centre backs, and I thought, <sighs> really enough. Now we're going to have two, <laughs> and at the minute we've got one. That basically means Ailing and Phillips, and Strike, and Ollie Casey. Yeah. Um, ah, fuck it, it's Bielsa, if, he, if that's what he wants to do. <laughs> I mean, given how we've played in the last couple of games, Pascal Stroke can play anywhere, as far as I care. Yeah, he's Stick a cat. It, it, He's yeah. the real Pablo replacement. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, one of those things where, again, Bielsa was always going to keep it a relatively tight squad. So, if he, you know, that, I think... Liam Cooper's done fairly well staying injury-free. If we could get Ben White, then, yeah, you'd imagine probably Luke Ayling would be next in line, then Phillips. Yeah. Um, obviously, as I said before, the numbers don't sound like enough to me, but I would have to... I, I, it's it's kind of nice just going, ah, fuck it, it'll be fine. Because I know I don't know better than him, so... I'm perfectly willing to just believe, just trust him. It is a proper 
all stats out we style, trust the process. Yeah. Um, yeah, and again, I just, it's, it is that thing, isn't it? Of This is how you get Bielsa. This, yeah, is, you, this is just how it is going to be. Yeah. But uh, one centre-back that we were linked with, which of course, obviously, look, we'll, we don't really need to talk about Ben White. Everyone knows we want him. Hopefully we get him. We all know exactly how good he is. Hmm. Uh, so there's not really loads to get into. I just, it does, the stories linking him with Liverpool are saying for him to be third or fourth choice. And I do wonder, because he clearly does like it at Leeds, if we could say, look, you're that, your first choice. And if you come here and play well for two years, or even one year, if they then come in with 70 million because you've been that good, we won't stand in your way. Yeah, that that that's that's got to be a hope, and and I appreciate it as a footballer, even if you're kind of being touted as being third choice central defender in your head, you're going to back yourself to to think, well, I think I can push into that team. But but at this stage of his career, it would be such a waste for him to then go and sit on the bench. Yeah, go play just in the league cup and. And games like that, and not yeah. really, and not really feature week in week out like he really needs to. Like, don't get me wrong. I think he would get games because, uh, like, all season this season, it's been at Liverpool, for example, it's been Van Dyke. But then, you know, Gomez has played, and Matip has played, and Lovren played mm. a bit. So he would get games, but he'd be. I honestly think for his career, he'd be better off playing every week because I think he'd be an England international by January. Yeah, if yeah, if you're not playing that regularly, if you're if you're if you're coming off the season that Ben White's just had, and same with Calvin Phillips, there must be part of you thinking like if I if I have a good season here, I, I could go to the Euros. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things that we need to use if because if, I honestly think because I don't think we're going to sign many. If Liverpool, if Liverpool have a bid accepted of 35 million, I honestly think we'll match it. Yeah. I think we'll just say, fuck it, this is the player. And I actually think it's the right thing to do, even though I do think that's too much money. You know, for someone who's had an admittedly brilliant, but one season in the Championship. It is too much money, but we can't afford to let him slip through his fingers. Yeah, this, this is the price of of English footballers these yeah, days. I'd, I'd sooner overpay by 15 million because the truth is because he's England, because he's English and good and young, even if it all goes tits up, we'd get most of it back anyway. Yeah. So I, I just think we have to pay the money no matter what it is. Uh, there was one, um, a centre-back from River Plate, Lucas Martinez Quarter, who appears to be quite highly rated, but he was, obviously it was early in the window where we just got linked with every single one of the Argentinians. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't say, I can't pretend to know much about him. No, no. Okay. No, I mean, I know he's been linked with like all of it shop. Like he was linked quite heavily with Inter Milan at one point. Uh, yeah. I've seen like articles going, Oh, he would be perfect for Man City. So, 
you know, in theory, it sounds good, but I don't really know. Uh, there was uh, one of the, there was two other main ones in the players from Argentina. Matthias Zaracho from Racing Club, uh, 22, centre-attacking mid. That one I really don't see happening. Uh, and I don't know what about him. Tia- and then Thiago Almada, who was probably mentioned at some point. 19-year-old again, sort of number 10 style player from Vélez Sarsfield, 19 years old. He is really highly rated. Yeah, I, I mean, the one thing you kind of cling on to with him is that he was a couple of weeks ago now was, was quoted saying he'd like to be coached by Bielsa. Yeah, that's what took him in my mind from absolutely not happening to unlikely to happen. Yeah. Uh, I, I have, It has gone quiet on that front lately, which, you know, makes sense. I, I again, I don't think that it will happen, but we have been linked with him. Obviously, when you are uh, when just being linked with players like that is it does show the difference. Yeah, it's happened in the last year. But uh, then there's these are a few more that. Uh, well, there's also Nico Gonzalez, who's a I think he's I think he's Argentinian as well, a striker from Stuttgart, 22 years old. Um, again, not someone that I know loads about because haven't Stuttgart been in the second tier. Uh, I believe so. But they, uh, 14 goals, seven assists in Bund- in Bundesliga's Vi this season. Yeah. Uh, apparently wanted by Napoli and AC Milan as well. Uh, again, don't think it'll happen, but we do need to mention them. Uh, do any of do any of those four particularly tickle you fancy? Um, Almada is, is probably the one I know the most about. So, yes. Yeah. And also... One, because he's highly weighted, and two, because he's an absolute beast on Football Manager. And three, because it would be quite nice to have another number 10 in there and not be relying on Pablo. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, that they're not even really number 10s, have they, at Leeds? But... Well... He's the closest thing. Uh, we'll get on to the one that I I'll have just... come round on as I think the best option for that, but in a bit. Uh, there's F- uh, one Finn Ole Becker from St. Pauli, also in Germany. He's 20 years old. Uh, another one where I didn't really know anything about him, but it's the old school Bielsa being open about things. Someone took a picture of him and he had a scout report of him on his hand in his hands. Yeah, it's... it's... It's quite funny. This is is just the fact he's just like, yeah, I'm going to go to Costa to do my to do my paperwork and and read through these scout reports and yeah, and I suppose it's like them. Oh. it's like when he gave that presentation and there was that file that just said Dan James Swansea City. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, from the little bits I've seen from people who see more German football than me, they seem to think he's pretty good. Uh, and that he'd fit in fairly well, but he would, at this stage, you know, he's not going to be straight in a Premier League team if he's been playing, even if he's been playing really well, playing for St. Pauli in the Bundesliga, you're not going to walk into a Premier League team. I mean, chances are any any player that comes in at this point is not going to go straight into our team anyway, just because it's just not Bielsa's way. Yeah. You know, if, apparently, if, 
Mm. Apparently, he's quite good at controlling the ball in midfield. He dribbles well. So he he is the right sort of player, but again, not someone I've seen enough of. Yeah. Uh, today, we got linked with Amadou Diawara from Roma, uh, who is another one who was thought of as like one of the next big things. And I mean, he, he is a fairly big thing. I think, I think Roma paid 20 million for him when he went for... Yeah, when he went from Napoli, I think. Uh, but that, I don't, I don't see that. Okay, He's okay. more of a holding mid, so it would be more Phillips type. Yeah. But I just, I just don't see that. Uh, it was in an Italian thing, uh, Messaggero, I think it was called. I have no idea how, uh, how reputable they are. The Italians are just, uh, the, it's a Italian newspaper based in Rome. I'm just, oh, sorry, I, I know the question. I, I know you're just that it is the Italians in general. No, because that would be going a bit, a bit baits about things. I mean, you know, the newspaper has four hundred and thirty thousand followers on Twitter, so that's enough people paying attention to them. They're obviously not a tiny regional paper. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't particularly see that one happening. Uh, then there's the ones that we know a bit more about. Uh, Harry Wilson from Liverpool, who I think this is the third summer in, the, in a row. Yeah. Linked with, but it's because Victor Orta really, really rates him. So I could see this potential. You'd think Liverpool will have to cut their losses and stop just loaning him out soon. Yeah. I mean, how old is he now? Is 23. Ah, yeah, give, give up the ghost. He's gone. Yeah, um, I mean, I, 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 I like... Harry Wilson, I think he's a good player and he's he takes a brilliant, he takes a mean set piece, which helps. Uh, he's, a, he's definitely a good player, but I'm not sure if we were going to... I reckon that he is going to be more expensive than... Because he did well at Bournemouth, so he has actually had a good season in Premier League now. I think he'll end up costing too much. Yeah. And I think for the same money, there's players who I think could be a better fit. What we got here? Seven goals in 31 games for Bournemouth last season. Mm. So, yeah, decent player. But again, if if you're going to bring him in, is he that much better than, than Costa or Harrison right now? I don't know if he's... I don't know if he's better at all and certainly not much better. And the numbers being thrown around are like 25 and 30 million. And yeah. I just, I don't see how he's more than a 15 million pound player. Yeah, uh, just, it, it's, yeah, it's it's not, again, it's not where you think, it's not where I think I'm, our money needs spending. No. Uh, then from... From Brentford, well, we knew that this would happen as soon as they didn't go up. Saeed Benrahma and Ollie Watkins. Leeds have definitely got some interest in both, especially Benrahma. Uh, Phil Hare was basically saying that we really want Benrahma. But so do lots of teams. Yeah, it's, it's hard not to be interested after after the season that, that Brentford have had and the season that the two of them have had, who's, you know, individually... Um, Watkins, I think we spoke about before, where it's it, 
he looks more likely to go to Villa to, to work with Dean Smith again. Yeah, I've, I've heard that a couple of places. I still think that if I could, if if someone said, right, you can have one of them, I still think I'd have Watkins. Yeah. Of the two, I think he's more consistent. And I think that we need another striker to... to Because I still think Bamford would start on the opening day if we signed him tomorrow. Uh, but if we had... We need two strikers that can play this role. And they don't play it quite the same way. Like, obviously, Watkins is a bit quicker, but Watkins is good with his back-to-goal. And his link-up play is good. And he's, from what we've seen, he's a good finisher. And he yeah. works his ass off, which is important in that role. I, uh, I would, I would absolutely have both of them. I think they're both really good players. But if I had to pick one, I'd have Watkins. I think. Yeah, I, I imagine going in for both would, would again, that'd be a, a sizable hit to the um, to the transfer um, budget. Apparently, Ollie Watkins' release clause because they didn't go up is eighteen million. And I reckon Ben Rama's probably. I re- they'd ask for thirty odd. I reckon you'd end up at about twenty five. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like Ben Rama is apparently one- well. He keeps being linked really heavily with Chelsea, but I know they've lo- they've lost Willian and Pedro, but they've still got what like they've still got Pulisic. They've just bought in Hakim Ziyech. Mm. You know they've. They've still got a lot of players in that kind of role, so I'd be surprised. But you know, maybe. And if if they do end up wanting him, we can't compete with that. Yeah, they can just offer way more money, and he already lives down there. It's probably easier for him. Uh, and then the one that when I first heard about it, I was like, eh, maybe. And the more I read into it, and the more I read, you know, things about his statistics and people who have been watching the full 90s of Norwich all season. Emiliano Buendia from Norwich, who would apparently be about 20 million. Still only 23. Um, It's weird because he only scored like one goal last season and didn't get that many assists. But in terms of chances created, he was was only bettered by the likes of De Bruyne. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Have you seen those... uh, those maps that uh, I think all stats out where you put them out with through that 23 sport thing that they're with. It's like Pablo's radar this season in the championship versus Buendia's last season in the championship. Yeah. And they are pretty much the same shape. You know, it's like he plays the same way and he's, and he's won for this season in the Premier League. Like, Dribbles completed up there with anyone. Pressing duels attempted up there with anyone. Dribbles attempted and completed are both good. His defensive actions are a little bit lower, but still good. He hasn't won anything in the air, but neither does Pablo. Final third passes attempted, really good. Forward passes attempted, really good. Ball losses, never seems to never give it away. His assists weren't high, but his expected assists were really high up. You know, it's like, when I first heard it, I thought, oh, he's a good player. And the more I see about it, the more I think, you know, this could be a really good one. There was a great line that someone said who was a, 
you know, it was one of those. It, it was that it wasn't a Leeds fan that made me pay attention. So I don't think there's a better player suited to a system than Buendia would be in Bielsa's. Yeah. He, well, I mean, that was pretty much it for him at Norwich as well. Straight away, as soon as they went down, he, he basically said, I want to go back to the, I want to play in the Premier League. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it seems that he has no interest in sticking around. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, obviously this season, Norwich have been been poor. But yeah, the, 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 his season in the championship was fantastic. Yeah, I. Uh, the more I think about it, the more I think that of of these ones so far, I think he's the one I'd be going for. Other than Ben White, obviously. Ben White is number one by a distance. Yeah. Uh, but I think he'd really suit. And we need... I know we said this at the start of last season and at the start of the season before, but we can't rely on Hernandez to start every single game. Yeah. I mean, I mean just... I don't know. It's obviously kind of started because of because of injury and, and lack of fitness. But you look at the impact he's been able to have on on half a game, and so you would kind of. I think there are certain games where next or next season you would like that to be the case where you just think no, just just save him so he can he can come on at half time. or come on, you know, a bit later in the game and 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 make an impact there because. It, yeah. You know, as as incredibly fit as he is at this point, um, and and Bielsa has turned him into a machine. He he doesn't need to be playing every game, every week. Yeah, um, especially with it being back down to three subs now as well. Yeah, uh, which by the way, Leeds did vote to go back to three subs, but apparently Leeds voted to keep it as being able to name nine on the bench, which still got voted down. Mm. But Leeds did want you to be able to name nine, just still only bring on three. Which I think it's more important that it's the number you can bring on. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of leagues where you can have 12, isn't there? But so long as you yeah. can only bring on three, it just get, it allows you to cover more bases, but you still can only make the changes you can make. Well, that's and then, I mean, in World Cups, you, you, can, you pretty much have the rest of your squad on the bench. Yeah. But you still only make the three subs. Yeah. And then there are four deals that sound like they are either done or very, very, very nearly done. Uh, the Jack Harrison deal is done. They haven't announced it, but everyone seems to know he's coming on loan again for another season. And now his option is 10 million instead of 8 million. Yeah. But basically his option expired during lockdown. So we're a bit all over, but everyone's played ball on it. And Charlie Allen, the 16-year-old kid from Linfield, uh, that hasn't been announced either. And I'm not sure it will get announced because with him being 16, I'm not sure it can be. Mm. But like it is, it is done. Like you know, his brother putting things on Snapchat. You know, a picture of his, you know, a picture of the cake saying "Good luck at Leeds" and the banner with a big Leeds badge on it. Uh, yeah. So that's done. Uh, it's, I'm seeing loads of places now saying he's a striker, but the one bit, the bits I saw when I watched him, you know, playing for Linfield when he was a kid, playing senior football, he was playing centre mid. Mm. So I don't know if something's changed, but as far as I'm aware, he's a centre mid. And then there's uh, Joe Gelhart from Wigan, 18 year old striker, 
who keeps getting compared with a young with Wayne Rooney. Uh, I don't know how accurate that is, but I think it's more just because he's scouts and plays a similar style. But it sounds like uh, due to the administration, it's our turn to kind of take advantage and rip someone off. Yeah. Because it sounds like we're paying about one million, rising to about two and a half for him, and he he could be worth a lot more. Uh, that apparently finances and everything is done, including with Gellart. It's just him. He has to say, "Yeah, I'm coming," and sign the piece of paper, and it's done. Yeah, I mean, I mean, with him, I wonder if if there is anything Wigan can do to to keep him on the management side. Because obviously it was it's a, a bid that's been accepted by the administration. Um, so whether by, by by big Jerry Krasner, yes. Uh, so yeah, because I could sort of understand him wanting to stay there, in as much as I think he'd pretty much be guaranteed a lot of football next season if he yeah. stuck if he stuck around there, but. At the same time, at nineteen, he's he's someone who's who's going to come in and. Well, he's still only eighteen. Oh, he's eighteen, sorry. So, but yeah, he's still, he still he only turned eighteen in May as well. Yeah. So but he's he's someone who's going to come in and is, and is pretty much going to be training with you know the under twenty threes and and still be spending a lot of time training with Bielsa. So yeah, he'll be like most of the good under twenty threes. He'll be basically doing first team training straight away. You'd think. Yeah. And then maybe, depending on where he is in his development and how many strikers we end up with and things like that, it might be that a loan move is best for him. I would think that Bielsa will want to keep him until at least January. Like, I think he's willing to loan... Like, obviously, he's loaned out Edmondson to Aberdeen. And it sounds like we're going to loan out quite a lot more this season. But they're all ones who are already familiar with the way Leeds play. I wonder if he'll want to keep get. Although the transfer window stays open until like October, doesn't it, this season? Yeah. Because of the way it works. I wonder if maybe he'll keep him until late in the window and then make up his mind whether staying here while a loan move is the best move for him. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting because obviously he spoke about Ryan Edmondson and he said he liked having Edmondson for the for the murder ball sessions and, and having him play up against the, you know, you, the first team defenders as. Even even at his age, he did a good job of kind of bullying them about a bit and just using his size. So I wonder if if that'd be a reason to keep him around for a little bit and we'll see how he'd do in those sessions. Yeah. But I am a I'm very much interested to see him because he's he's been highly rated for ages and he's another one who was linked with everyone. And then finally, another one that sounds like it's pretty much done. Uh, one who, to be honest, I didn't know anything about until the other day. Uh, Cody Drama from Fulham, young right back, eighteen years old. He's been playing. Uh, he's been playing like England youth football. Uh, Four hundred grandish up front, going up to about a million. It's in his. He's in his last year, and he wants to go. And he wants to go to Leeds. Yeah, uh, he was linked with a few others, uh, but and apparently he's been good in there under twenty threes. But he hasn't played a senior game, so I can't pretend to have seen him. And apparently we tried to sign him in January as well. But... No, again, it's quite nice to see us looking to bring in a number of young players and and, and keep, you know, keep the 23s well-stocked and 
and, and again, if he's if he's not made any strides at Fulham, then yeah, at least there's a chance again of, of another young player just just playing with the first team and and possibly you know getting on a bit more. Yeah, um, obviously it's a bit of a odd one because we're all we're all saying oh it won't be more than five you know we'll sign four or five but that means first team we might sign ten under twenty threes. Yeah, like I wouldn't be shocked at all if we sign a load of them just because. We're constantly trying to build that, and it's it's definitely not the worst. So long as they're all fairly low risk. Mm. Yeah, um, that's um, the main. I think that's all of the main ones. We have been linked with others as well. Like there was that report saying that we were going in for Danny Rose and Fab Delph, but it's that's obviously bollocks. Yeah. Uh, but you know that's what happens when that cross guy from the uh, from the Daily Star writes things uh, <laughs> is there any others that you can think of transfer links wise that were actual major links that we haven't talked about no I think I think we've I think we've got all of them there again there was there's a few that obviously we would have quite liked to have seen from teams coming down but they're, you know, as soon as as soon as the club came out and said they, you know, they're not going to be looking to make a big number of additions, and they're not looking to, they're not going to be just throwing money at players. Oh, that's so. actually comes from. I haven't got this written in front of me, but uh, I think it was after our last podcast. Uh, it looks as if the Forty ers are going to be up in their investment. Yeah. Uh, like it, it was. Um, Parag, I, I still don't know if it's Malafe or Malaf. Or it could be Malat, for all I know. I've only ever seen it written down. I haven't heard anyone say it. But he's like head of 49ers investment arm. And he's basically said, yeah, we're definitely looking to do that. Because Radrizani kind of challenged him to do so, to help out. Yeah. Because uh, obviously Leeds are clearly coming into a lot of money from being in the Premier League. But it doesn't more. all fill... It doesn't all filter in immediately. And this is the smallest amount that the Premier League's been for a few, for a few years, just due to all the COVID stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. And I'd much rather that than flogging him off to Qatar or something. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. With, with the Qatar stuff, I, I, I just feel like there's an air of inevitability about it in the coming years. But... Oh, I, that, try, oh, I, I try not to think about it too much. Uh, yeah, that was that was the one. That I, knew, I knew that there was a player that, I, you know, I knew that there was one more, and I couldn't think who it was. Uh, but what it was was, um, you know, that young centre back at Man City that's played a bit at back end of the season. Not Eric Garcia, who's off to like Barcelona or something, but mm. Taylor Howard Bellis. Yeah, uh, he was a. Uh, Phil Hay was saying that he's been mentioned. And the couple of times he has played, he has looked up to it, but it's it's too soon to tell. I still, if we're talking to Man City about players, sure, boy. not not if we're only going to sign one, because he, he, I don't think you could play him every week in Premier League. But if we were going to get two, I'd still have Tosin Adorabayo. Yeah. Uh, Black, all the Blackburn fans seemed absolutely delighted with him all season. 
including one of my mates who does do a little bit of like scouting and analytics stuff and is a Blackburn fan. And he was he specifically told me it'd be perfect for Leeds. Yeah. And obviously I've had my eye on him since he was like <laughs> since he destroyed us in that youth cup game. Yeah. Yeah. And again, Bielsa would love him as someone who can play centre back or centre mid. Yeah. Can play right back as well if needed. He's he's definitely one that I'd have. Uh, there's a lot of people want a Barry Eze, and he is a really good player, but I don't see that one happening because all his strong links to Premier League clubs all appear to be London clubs. Yeah, to so keep, I think he's keep probably, him in the area. Yeah, I think he's probably fancying staying down there. Uh, and yeah, I do think that that's it. The the only other thing that's been said is that uh, it sounds like the current favourite to replace Corbran as under twenty three's manager is for Diego Flores to start doing it. Okay, I mean, again, it makes sense if you if if the two teams are playing so closely together and and training together to keep it that you know to keep that link between them. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a weird it's a weird time in a season like this when all you've got is a shitload of maybes and nothing concrete. Yeah. Other than the Jack Harrison thing, which is done. Uh, but that one thing that is concrete is just how useless we are at predicting things. Ha ha. And that's what we have to come on to now. Because uh, those of you that listen, you know, the, the, the 20 of you that listen all the time, it is more than that, just not as many more as we'd like. So please share this around. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we do our predictions at the start of every season. Uh, we do the promotion and relegation from each league and the top four from the Premier League. Uh, we do the Cups. This year we threw in a couple of other things. We did uh, like a few lead-specific ones and goal scorers, which I'm going to tell you now. Uh, when we were doing each player's individual goals... We will not be doing that again. Because <laughs> not because we were terrible at it, but because it ended up worth too many points in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, uh, you valued it too highly. Yeah, it was valued too highly, definitely. Uh, if we do redo it, we'll have to do fewer. But we'll see what happens. That that's something that we'll sort because we've got ages to wait till next season. Oh no, wait, it's in like five weeks. <laughs> so. Our predictions. How how confident do you feel, Casey? Not very, because last year it went horrendously. Yeah. Well, first of all, obviously we do. It's two points for correct result, five points if you get the correct score. Now See, I, feel, I feel better in this just because of the amount of times you backed us to lose. Yeah. Back end of the season, I said we'd lose every game. Because I was doing the reverse jinx. So by the end of that, you actually only got three more correct results than me. Okay. But you got five more correct scores. Ooh. So in the end, you go after just the results, I only got 47 points and you got 78. That's how you're about to watch a lead evaporate here, don't <laughs> worry. Phone's going off. Um, so, yeah, the way that we do it is for promotions and relegations, if you're correct, you get five points, but you get ten points if we're in the correct position. Uh, if you get someone wrong by ten or more positions, you get minus ten, and if you're out by twenty or more, you get minus twenty. 
And for the top scorer, we did 10 points if you're right and 5 points if you're in the top three. So, League 2. Which I am very ill-informed about. Uh, can you remember anyone you said? I feel like... With top goal scorer, I feel like I might have mentioned James Vaughan. You did mention him, but that's not who you went for. Okay. Uh, but, so, for the promotion, winning the league, you had Bradford City. Which I think is just because we, I think is just because both of us have a bit of a soft spot for them because they've never really been a, that much of a rival to us because they've never been good enough to be. And one of his best mates is a Bradford fan. But yeah, you had Bradford if they came eighth. In second, you had Plymouth, who came third. Oh, so that's five points. Uh, in third place, you had Scunthorpe. Who finished 20th. Ooh. So that is a minus 10. And uh, to win the playoffs, you had Forest Green, who came 10th. Okay. So you so you got five points for Plymouth, but you lost 10 for Scunthorpe. However, don't feel bad about your Scunthorpe pick. Because winning the league, I have Mansfield Town. <laughs> uh, who finished 21st. <laughs> Uh, so that that wasn't great. Um, I did I, I did listen back to my logic. They were like the best statistical team last season. They just didn't finish enough. They just didn't take the chances. And then they same signed like Nicky Maynard in the summer. And I thought, oh, he'll finish him off. And then they were just shite. Uh, yeah. In second, I also had Plymouth, who were third. In third, I had Swindon, who won it. Uh, and then I had Bradford as my playoff winners. So... You lost five on the promotion. I lost ten. I got two of the correct promoted teams, but I lost 20 for Mansfield. Okay, <laughs> um, so We still have two for relegation, even though in the end only one's going down. I've still done the bottom two because we didn't know about all of the financial stuff that was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so, see bottom of the league, uh, you had Crawley. Who finished in 13th? Okay. So, minus 10. Uh, and un- you're unlucky with Morecambe, because you had Morecambe 23rd and became 22nd. Ooh. Uh, I had uh, Port Vale to finish... Uh, yeah, I had Port Vale to finish bottom. They finished 8th. <laughs> <laughs> so, minus 10 for me. But I had Macclesfield in 23rd, which was correct. Ooh. So I ended up dead level for that. Uh, obviously, I mentioned Nicky Maynard earlier for my Mansfield pick. That's why I picked the top scorer. Mansfield were horrific, but he was still second top scorer with 14. Okay. So I got five points for that. Now, you were really bullish in your Bradford pick, actually. Because <laughs> what you said was, oh, James Vaughan and Clayton Donaldson, they'll both do really well in League Two. They'll score loads. And they're even the backups, even the third striker at Bradford is really good. I fancy him to score goals as well. So that's what I'm going to go for. So because Bradford are going to go so well, I'm going to pick Owen Doyle. <laughs> now, Owen Doyle got shipped out of Bradford and went on loan to Swindon <laughs> and scored 25 goals and was top scorer in the division. <laughs> yes. So you got 10 points, which means overall for League Two, 
all in, we both finished on minus five points. After all that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that wasn't great. But I, 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 when I was listening back to your reasons for picking Owen Doyle, <laughs> to all wrong and then correct. <laughs> uh, we were... We did much better. We uh, we did much better on League One overall. Uh, Casey, do you remember anyone you picked? Um, I'm trying to think at this point. No, no, I, I don't know if I would have backed Fleetwood to do well because I like Louis Coyle. Uh, no, oh, speaking of him, he went to Hull yesterday. Yes, back to his hometown club. Yeah, um, basically, you, all your picks were solid enough, but they weren't right. You had Portsmouth winning it, who were fifth. Sunderland second, they were eighth. And you had Peterborough winning the playoffs, and they came seventh. And I did a similar sort of thing. I had Sunderland, Portsmouth, and Ipswich, who were eighth, fifth, eleventh. Okay. So none of them, no minus points, just not right. Uh, I got a little bit of a benefit at one point due to a... I was paying more attention to all the financial news than you were when it came to relegation. Oh, so you were paying attention. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll go reverse order for you. Because you had, um, in 21st, you had Bolton going down. And they were 23rd. So you got five points. In, 20, in 22nd, you had Bury, Who, for the purposes of this, we've had to put 24th. Okay for getting kicked out of the league. So, still five points. Uh, in 23rd, you had Southend, who came 22nd. <laughs> so, you've got three three of the four relegations there. Five uh, points for each. I'm, wor- I'm worried about what follows this. Bottom of the league, you had Wickham Wanderers, <laughs> who finished third in the table and got promoted through the playoffs. So, minus 20. <laughs> Uh, so it kind of wiped out the rest and I would love to take the piss but I also had Wickham getting relegated <laughs> the difference was that I had him in 22nd so I only lost 10 because there were 19 point <laughs> places better uh, I also had Rochdale going down in 21st they came 18th but I had Bolton 23rd and Berry 24th so I ended up plus 10 overall on that where you were minus 5 uh, your top scorer, Casey. Obviously, you picked Portsmouth to win the league, so you did pick a Portsmouth player. You picked Brett Pittman, who nice. scored two goals. <laughs> uh, he fell out with, and he fell out with favour and barely played by the looks of it. Uh, I picked uh, Moisa, who Peterborough, with my theory that it's always a Peterborough player that's top scorer in League One, always, and they'd signed him for Bristol City. Unfortunately, it was Eve Antoni at Peterborough who was top scorer. Uh, Moisa got 14 and you needed 15 to get in the top three. Ooh. So for League, for League One, KC again, minus five. I got 10 points. Uh, Premier League, because we did Championship last, because that's at that point was the best division. It isn't anymore. Uh, can you remember what you did for your top four? I am assuming that I probably let. Oh god, this is this is going to cost me now. 
because I'm fairly certain that I did what I usually do and omitted Scum and Chelsea from this. So I'm pretty sure I've gone... I'm going to go Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal, Spurs. What you went for was Man City winning it, who of course came second. You had Liverpool second, who of course came first. You had Spurs, who came sixth, then Arsenal, who came eighth. So you got 10 points because you got two of the top four. And I went for the exact same thing. Okay. Uh, for the relegation, you were in in 19th, you had Brighton, who came 15th. You were incredibly unlucky with Aston Villa, who finished 17th and you had 18th. And if not for that goal line technology fuck up. <laughs> You would have been right. Uh, but can you remember who you had bottom? Did I have Newcastle? No, you had ninth place Sheffield United. Oh. Ooh. So, minus 10. I, I listened back to that because I said, no, I, I actually, that one I did say to you, no, I think you're wrong. I think Sheffield United will start really well and it'll be enough to keep them up. But I didn't have them starting so well that they'd be in the European places in, like, March. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that they'd be okay. Uh, I had Brighton bottom. I had Norwich 19th, they came 20th, and I had Newcastle 18th, and they finished 13th. So you lost 10, I got 5. But I would say when I listened back, I said Brighton could do a lot better than that if they sign a striker and they sign Neil Morpé about five days later. Yeah. Uh, which did affect things slightly. I still think I'd have had them going down, maybe, but I wouldn't have had, I don't think I'd have had a bottom. Mm. Uh, neither of us got points for top scorer, but neither of us were miles off. Uh, I had Mo Salah, he got 19. Uh, you had Harry Kane, who got 18. I knew, I, I knew going into this, I would have either picked Aguero or Kane. Yeah, what I would say, another one where it's only when I listened back to it that I thought, actually, I called that well. When you said Harry Kane, I said... He's a good shout, but I don't trust Kane to stay fit all season. Yeah. Which turned out to be quite prophetic. Uh, so you average out there, KC. Um, let me just check. Yeah, you average out to a zero. <laughs> uh, I gained 15. Let's see, that, that lead has been eaten away at now since we've started going through the yeah. leagues. And then the championship. Uh, can you remember anything that you went for? Uh, did I, I'm trying to remember now. In terms of relegation, I'm sure I would have thrown Millwall in there, which is going to bite me. Uh, you uh, didn't. Ooh. Oh, how? Which very, is rare. I think you did the season before. Which is very unpetty of me. Um, I think I would have predicted a second. That is exactly what you predicted. Yeah. Didn't want to get too carried away. Yeah. You had West Brom winning it, Leeds second. So it's five points each, but that's pretty good, to be fair to you. And you had Cardiff winning the playoffs. So you got ten points for that. Uh, I lose five. Oh, no, wait, don't. I don't lose. Oh, no, right, that is right. Yeah, sorry. You know when you're looking at something and it doesn't quite make sense to you, but it's it's because I've got a plus five and a minus ten, so I've got minus five. Yeah. I had Fulham winning it. Of course, I then got five points when they won the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I had Stoke second, who finished 15th, and were a lot worse than that for a while. 
Uh, and winning the playoffs, I had Brentford, who of course got beat in the final. So I lose five. Um, relegation, bottom, you had Barnsley. No, you didn't. I'm reading that wrong. Bottom, you had Wigan, who came 23rd, although they shouldn't have. <laughs> uh, which I had the exact same, by the way. Uh, 23rd, you had Barnsley, who just stayed out of it in 21st. And 22nd, you had Reading, who came 14th, so plus five. Uh, I had Wigan, Charlton and Luton going down. Uh, But none in the correct position, so you were plus five, I were plus ten. And then we both got ten points for top scorer because we both had Mitrovic. Yeah. I checked online because it said Ollie Watkins was the same, but it looked as if the website was counting uh, counting his goal in the playoff semi-final. Okay. So for the championship, I got 15 and you got 25. There we are. That's better. Yeah. Uh, we've ended the cup competitions, which are 15 points for a winner and five points if you lose in the final. Uh, for the FA Cup, you went for Scum and I went for Man City, which uh, I think both got beaten in the semi-final. Yeah. Uh, for the League Cup winner, whereas uh, I'll just have to... Yeah, sorry, it's gone across two pages, so it went a bit weird. Uh, you had Spurs, and I had Leicester, neither of which were right, because it was um, Man City beat Villa in the final. Yeah. Champions League winner, you had Real Madrid, I had Man City. Obviously, that hasn't finished yet. Yes, we are, uh, ha- we are Man- halfway through that. <laughs> but Man City did not Real Madrid out last night. Yes. Pause it down. Yeah, Paul, laugh of a ran. Yeah. Bad, yeah. bad day to have an absolute nightmare. Because, uh, yeah, and then Europa League. Weirdly, we both went for Roma, but did Go they on. not get? Did they not get knocked out by Sevilla? By Sevilla? Yes, they like, did. Yeah. So who, we're both wrong on that. Who I only realised have, have won it five times in like the last ten years. Yeah, it's their competition. Yeah. Um. Then there was the lead specific predictions, of which we ended up with a lot. Uh, first one was easy with Will be Elsa last season for five points. We both said yes, obviously he did. Uh, player of the year, which was won by Pablo Hernandez. It would have been 15 points if we got it right. Uh, do you know, can you remember who you went for? Uh, did I go with Calvin? You did indeed. And I went for Helder Costa. Uh, both wrong. Um, young player of the year. It was Ben White. Can you remember who you went for? Oh, young player of the year. Should I go for Calvin again? Uh, no, you went for Tyler Roberts. Oh, okay. Can you remember who I went for? Did you go with Bogus? I did indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I was utterly convinced he was going to break through this season. Uh, first, first under 23 to make a debut. Uh, it was Alfie McCalmont. Uh, I of course went for Bogarts I'm assuming I went for Robbie Gotts uh, you went for Pascal Stroik oh okay that was uh, that was a better guess probably you kind of got fucked on this next one top scorer uh, I'm you, this is where I find out I went for Kemar Roof isn't it it is indeed <laughs> Ah, damn it. And I went for Patrick Bamford. 
So between yeah. that, I'm up 15, you're up five. And then this is where we've kind we kind of screwed this up a bit. Because how many goals were these players score? We were 20 if dead on, 10 within one, or five within two. Okay. So, uh, Patrick Bamford, you went for 11, and I went for 17. So I got 10 points, because he got 16. That's good uh, work. Kemar Roof, who, for what it's worth, got six goals in 13 for Anderlecht. <laughs> uh, you had 18, I had 12. Uh, Helder Costa, how many do you reckon you said? Six. Not far off. Uh, you went for seven, I went for ten. He got five, so you got five points for that. Uh, Jack Harrison. Five. Uh, you went three. I went for seven. He got six. Uh, Jack Clark. <laughs> um, did I? I'm going to go eight. No, you weren't as wrong as you thought. You went for four. I went for five. Obviously, it was zero. <laughs> um, Pablo Hernandez. Nine. If only, because that's how many he got. You went for eight, Ooh. so plus ten. And I went for 11, which is plus five. Uh, Mateus Click? Uh, eight. Uh, you went six, and you got seven, plus ten. I, I went for nine, so I got plus five. Ryan Edmondson? Did I say... I think I... Did I go with one? No, you went with zero. Oh. So you got 20 points, and I went for two, which got me five. Because I did think, and I still think he should have played more than zero times. Yeah. Even <laughs> though we won the league. I said, uh, Mateus Bogertz. Uh Two. Uh, you went for four. I went with a very optimistic nine. <laughs> <laughs> and he, of course, got zero. Now, that was the end of our list. And then in the episode, you added two. Okay. And you will find out why that's funny. <laughs> because I've got, I've misjudged this horribly. Tyler Roberts. Oh, God. I, I'm guessing I probably said, like, 11. No, you, you went six, which he got four, added five. But I went for four. Oh. Uh, Jamie Shackleton was the other one you added. Oh, God. I'm guessing I said zero. Uh, no, you said three, which was plus ten points because he got two, but I said two. <laughs> so the two that you added... I've really assisted you there. Yeah. So for those, it still wasn't loads. You got 60 points across all the goal scorers, and I got 75. <sighs> now... Uh, Leeds finishing position, which was 25 if you're dead on, 15 within one, 10 within two, or five if you're within three. Uh, obviously, you predicted Leeds to come second uh, in the earlier, in the promotion thing. Did I try and hedge my bets? You did not. You stuck to your guns. Okay. 
And so you got 15 points for that. And I went fifth, which because I was out by four gets me nothing. Now. It's going to sound like I've made up how close this is. But I swear this is the point. I finish on 172. Where do you reckon you are? Oh. <laughs> you made some good games during, during the, the league predictions. So I think, I think you might have just edged it. Jack, 172. KC, 173. Oh, oh. He has it by a point. However, oh, however, if Man City get to the Champions League final, I win. <laughs> because that one hasn't happened yet. Oh, how the sword of Dam- Damocles hangs over my head. Yeah. I was thinking that... Now, had Brentford beat Fulham in the playoff final, I'd have lost my five for Fulham going up, but I'd have gained ten for Brentford going up in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, basically, you win unless Man City get to the Champions League final. I, I will try not to celebrate too much then. Yeah. So as of right now, I owe you a few beers. Well, not beers in your case, but yes, a few alcohols. I, I will. I will take Angry Orchards. Yeah. Speaking of beers, I have not yet drunk any, but I do have several cans of El Loco by Wild Child downstairs, and I have a few, a fair few cans of the Square Ball and North Brewing collab yeah as well so even though you don't like beer you might have to at least try them <laughs> just, on, just on principle but yeah so that is all of us predictions overall i don't think we did dreadful there's some really bad picks like that. me mansfield winning the league and finishing 21st but that is slightly better than you know the previous league two prediction where didn't we both have not counted winning it and the bottom yeah uh, obviously, the, be- the worst the worst pick of any is still uh, you picking Sunderland to get promoted from the championship when they finished bottom by a distance. <laughs> uh, that is definitely, but that, we will never have a worse pick than that. The reason that one was so bad is because the second you said it, both me and Connie went no. <laughs> That's why that one was so bad because we called it in real time. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, we will do these again for this season, uh, the, the final podcast before the first game of the season. Uh, does, I don't really know about it anymore. Do the lower leagues start a week earlier than we do? Uh, I don't know. Or was uh, it September 8th they were talking about? Yeah. Because uh, we might have to do, just in order to do that, we might have to do it, you know, two podcasts before. Yeah. Yeah, because I think... The Premier League did say they're going to start uh, September 12th. Yeah. Premier League fixtures. Premier League League website still sucks. It just crashes. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, the... Saturday, September 12th. Yeah, the AFL confirms, yeah, the Championship League 1 and League 2 the weekend of September 12th. 
Oh, so it's all the same. Right, that yeah. makes that easier. Uh, so, but basically, it sounds like uh, Bielsa and some transfer news will be in before Wednesday when the players come back. Obviously, we're on Saturday now. You, you People at home probably won't hear this until Sunday or possibly even Monday, depending on work. Mm. Uh, but that means we'll probably be back in about a week or so. Around about a week, I reckon. Maybe, maybe just under, maybe just over. We'll see what happens. How many points are we putting on this guess? <laughs> just for one to allow me to <laughs> just to allow me to come back level. Uh, do we have anything we need to add? Because that's actually ended up not as long as I thought. It's only I think we've only just been on for an hour. Yeah, that's it. I think I think that's everything. Well, uh, that'll do us for episode seventy-eight of the Mighty Whites podcast. We're on Twitter at Mighty Whites Pod. The stuff we write goes up on. Through It All Together, which is throughitalltogether.sbnation.com and it's also on Twitter at THIU, it's all L-U-F-C. I also want to give a shout out to Kieran O'Hare, who has been fucking brilliant this week because I've been unable to do anything and he's put up like six, seven stories. So thanks very much, Kieran. I really Good. appreciate it. Good work, Kieran. Uh, and yeah, I think that'll do us. So I've been Jack. See you. I've been Casey. Have a good one. In a bit. Mm-hmm.